0: Welcome back to our podcast where we'll be reviewing the uh,
1: U.S.'s 100 milestone documents list and uh, on this episode we will be talking about the Federalist documents, specifically number 10 and number 51,
0: and why they do or don't belong on the list. Let's start with some background about what life was like at the time that this document was written and how it fell into place with the history. Up until the Revolutionary War in the late 18th century, the American colonists were still under the tyrannical rule of England. They eventually revolted against this rule and fought for their independence, and won it in 1783. However, they officially declared their independence on July 4th, 1776, when the Declaration of Independence was written. But that independence wasn't recognized by the British or the rest of the world until seven years later. Now that they were not merely the colonies of the largest superpower of the time, they needed a successful method of government. Eventually, democracy was decided as written in the Articles of Confederation. Unfortunately, this document left the government with little to no power and without the ability to raise a standing army or establish a tax system. The system was also unicameral Each state only had one vote in Congress, and in order to make amendments to it, a a unanimous decision was required. So it was really a useless method of government and rule.
1: So, getting to the uh, writing of the actual Federalist documents, um, they were written by three main components, and they were the names of John Jay, James Madison, and Alexander Hamilton, all one of the uh, founding fathers. And so, basically, in the articles, they wrote under a single pseudonym of the name of Publius, um, it's Latin for public, and basically, they wrote under this pseudonym to try and have a unbiased look, given that Hamilton and Madison had ed- attended the uh, Constitutional Convention, in which they were writing these documents to convince people as the the four like leftover colonies as to why they should join the uh, or they should back the uh, new constitution, and so the three of them combined to write eighty eight papers. Um, as I said before, to uh, encourage the ratification of the new U.S. Constitution, and so um, specifically in Federalist ten and fifty one, the. Uh, We find the uh, most important information because that's where you can really see the interpretation of the Constitution um, gives us a good backing. Um, So it's trying to uh, show the uh, early American uh, colonies why we need a strong central Republican government and the uh, use of checks and balances and separation of powers in our Constitution.
0: Yeah, the, Ar- or the Federalist Papers did an excellent job of all of those things. But when the Constitution was written in eighty three, it was agreed upon that at least 9 out of the 13 colonies would have to ratify it before it was actually put into action anywhere. However, not all the states wanted this strong central government, so they were deemed anti-Federalists. Uh, the two main states that were full of anti-Federalists were Virginia and New York. New York was Hamilton's hometown, and he did not want his birthplace to be the reason that the Constitution wasn't put into place. So the um, main goal of the essay was convincing these two states why the Constitution should be put in place and why the Republican-Democratic government was the one that the country needed at this point the debate of whether or not to put into place the constitution is a perfect symbol for the jeffersonian america versus the hamiltonian america where jefferson did not want strong central government and he want he was more in favor of the weak central government as expressed in the
1: uh, articles of confederation yeah So getting to the context of the document, um, in documents 10 and 51, Madison, who wrote both of these documents, argues the two uh, major points that are expressed in our Constitution today. And so in document um, 10, Madison defends the uh, choice uh, for a Republican government to prevent the rule of the people based on the majority. And so prior to this... People were kind of leery of of ratifying the uh, Constitution because it favored a strong central government that could kind of regulate uh, how things happened given that it didn't want the people to uh, have too much power, um, especially the power in the majority with the minority completely getting trampled on. So basically, Madison goes in on um, document... 10, Defending why that's necessary, why we need to be able to kind of get each faction, as he calls it, to negotiate rather than to have just majority versus minority, hundred percent of the time. Um, also, in uh, Federalist Number Fifty One, Madison also talks about the system that we now see today in our Constitution, which is checks versus balance or checks and balances. And so basically he's saying he's uh, establishing why this is necessary because it allows that each branch of government cannot overrun the other branch. And so he establishes that it's good because then it kind of keeps each um, ranch's power in check. And so he also reestablishes in this that it'd be perfect with... The um, rant system because um, it also prevents each faction again from taking over power because there'd be too many of them
0: personally. I think that the Federalist Papers do belong on this list of 100 documents, and admittedly when you think about works of literature and documents and articles and proclamations that really shape our country's history, you think Mayflower Compact first, then Declaration of Independence, Articles of Confederation, Constitution, Emancipation Proclamation, but most people just don't give the Federalist Papers the credit they deserve because really without them, the ratification debate would not have gotten as intense as it did in New York, and without New York ratifying the Constitution, it never would have been put in place. And even today, it has a lasting impact, because within these 88 different articles, we get more of an insight into what the um, authors of the Constitution really wanted to get across, and what values they held important to them, and really how they wanted a country to be run.
1: I um I also have to agree with that because it gives like you mentioned before, it gives uh us a good like representation of what our founding fathers stood for and how they really wanted America to develop given that it's over 200 years later from the writing of these documents we really wouldn't know where to go or what to look at, especially with the interpretation of the Constitution so much used by the courts. Because without these, uh, different court cases might have turned out in different ways, given that we didn't have these documents to know exactly what um, each founding father was going for and why they were trying to format the Constitution
0: in such a way that turned out the way it did. I think that pretty much sums up all the reasons why it should be in. Don't forget to listen next week when we'll we'll be talking about the judicial act and why that should or shouldn't be included in these list of 100 milestone documents.